0: I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. In keeping with the theme that seems to have been started, um, recording a podcast inspired by a dream. I thought I would record this podcast inspired by washing the dishes. And when I was just washing my dishes after having some soup, I remembered a Zen story that hopefully I'm getting it mostly right. That is of a a student who's a monk living in a monastery and a master. And the master describes something and the student Tells the teacher you know, that he didn't understand. He says, teacher, I don't, I don't understand. And so the teacher tells him to go wash his bowl. And i read that story many, many times, and you know, it it had some, it had some meaning to me that you know, washing your bowl is kind of like washing your mind. But then I read a a book, I don't remember which book, that talked about that specific story. And it was saying in those times, after a meal, when the teaching instruction would occur, the bowls would have already been washed. So this teacher is telling the student, go wash your bowl when the bowl is already washed. So it took on a, a different level of meaning because now it's the teacher telling the student go wash your already clean bowl so something connected <laughs> for me when i when i realized that because it's saying that even though the student's mind is mostly clear there's obviously still some remaining revenue that would arise as this question that he has for the teacher so there's still more even though the bowl is clean there's actually still a little more to be cleaned and if we liken that to the experience of awareness and discovery of of one's true self it often happens this way that we we might have a we might have an experience of awakening we might you know oftentimes persons describe it as experiencing light that was my experience you know kind of experiencing myself as light. And there was more, though. (laughs) And that was, you know, my bowl was clean because I experienced that light. But the additional residue that remained was to recognize that I was that which even is witnessing the light. So on this journey of spiritual awakening, I encourage you to really sit with that, to sit with that story and to recognize that even though you might have become mostly empty (laughs) and you might have thrown away old concepts mostly, if there's still some question or doubt or lack of feeling of unification that's there, that means there's something more to be removed. You're not actually completely empty. You're holding on to some attachment, some aspect of your personal nature that is, in essence, preventing you from recognizing what you truly are. You're holding fast to something. And a lot of times that manifests as the life that you're living, the family that you have. You know, these are, these are attachments that we feel define who we are. And so as long as we're holding on to that, we're we're kind of preventing ourselves from recognizing our full nature. And for some reason, I was thinking about the story of Beyonce (laughs) and her incredible, you know, success and and rise to fame. And I I remembered something I saw, and it's like kind of a mini documentary about how I think her father was an executive. But in order to manage um, his daughter and, and the girl group, he had to leave that position. And, his, and her mother was this incredible stylist. She still is. And she was really helping keeping the family going through her, her hairdressing shop. But there's something about that that, you know, that her father had to leave this lucrative career in order to manage this group with unknown potential. At the time, you know, there had to just be the belief that they would be successful enough to not necessarily replace but even go beyond what those earnings were in that corporate space. And so I think about, you know, my own transition to leaving corporate, moving to remote island, choosing to follow the spiritual path, being miraculously cared for during these, you know, really six years that I've been away from a traditional life and and somehow knowing that it's all going to be okay. When you're facing change in your life, it's often very difficult to let go of that which you feel is giving you safety. I was talking about this with a dear friend I've just met here on the island, another nomad. And we're talking about it in the, in the context of relationships. Like when you have those relationships, you feel that they're providing you stability. I'm talking about relationships in the romantic personal sense. And so you kind of sometimes cling to those relationships because they feel like an anchor. But there can sometimes come a point where you are no longer uh, comp- compatible, for lack of a better way of saying this, Maybe it's, it's just not working out. And so the resistance to going back to being on your own is very strong. You want to hold on to what you felt was giving you that anchor, that stability, that strength. But what typically happens, and I would say 99% of the time, especially for women, when you're in that, you know, that single life, you find your strength. And oftentimes you, you chase your dreams. You do the things that you always wanted to do. Not always, but many times. And you realize that that relationship wasn't necessarily the safety and security that you thought it was. But it might have been a springboard for you to recognize what you truly wanted and to chase that fiercely. So it's it's in the letting go that you find that strength. And it's in the faith that you have when you let go, that you have this feeling everything's going to be okay. So the examples I just gave were relationships, my career, and somehow the incredible Beyonce into the picture. (laughs) But if you think about the original discussion and that student and the teacher and the washing of your bowl, when it comes to this ultimate liberation, this enlightenment, this spiritual awakening... It's about recognizing that to be as far as you are, you you already had to let go of something. You had to let go of some ideas, some beliefs, maybe some relationships. You, you had to do something in order to get you where you are. And though you've come a really long way, if you feel that that feeling of peace is, is fleeting, that it's not lasting, that's just an indicator that there's actually still a little more, bit more residue in your bowl that you have to let go of. And sometimes that let go can be of pain, trauma, suffering. Um, it can even be of success. You know, there, there are things that we we hold on to because we think that is our story. We think that's who we are. And it is in the letting go and the trusting that if we let all those things go, that we'll be, better than okay, then we have the the confidence to move through it. And so I think that's why you hear so many masters just reassuring that even though it looks like you're entering this void, it's actually going to be okay. (laughs) That void is peace. That void is love. That emptiness is liberation. Until you believe that, truly, you'll still hold on to something, you'll hold on to some identification that feels comfortable. So the encouragement is to really have full faith and to release with confidence and go empty out those remaining attachments, to just release yourself from everything, even if it's just temporary, that experience will show you what you truly are. This is really faith in action, <laughs> because if you, if you believe that if you let go of what you think you are, that you'll no longer exist, then you'll hold on fiercely to this idea of personhood, and you won't recognize your true nature, which is that which the person is arising in. So these the Zen stories, the Taoist tales, the Buddhist stories, I love them all. I used to read those books almost like obsessively. I would just read the stories. And still I love the stories. But there's something that I, I find, you know, that that book that I read that explained that Zen story helped me so much because oftentimes those stories are written in the language and, you know, experience of those times. So reading it now in, you know, 2021, we don't necessarily know what that experience of monastery life is like. We don't necessarily know that that bowl would have already been clean. So there's an opportunity to really modernize some of these tales to make them relevant. And as much as possible, you know, when I get these insights, I really love to share them because they illuminate a different level of recognition and understanding than we might have gotten just by reading the story. Like we see the beauty of the story and we we see the truth in the story, but it doesn't necessarily take us all the way. And I'm reminded of, an, of a Rumi quote that I love, and Rumi said be like melting snow wash yourself of yourself and to me that goes hand in hand with this bowl analogy it's like melting snow is is transforming an action right like it's it's converting from the snow to water and then if you follow the trajectory of water water then becomes steam which rises to then potentially accumulate into clouds, which later creates the rain that freezes to become the snow. Like it's all a transformation. And if you can have confidence that your transformation will just be another state. And I mean this in our transitions on this living plane to the next planes. If we know that these transitions are continuous, that which we truly are, never dies. It transforms. So as you wash yourself of yourself, as you clean that remaining residue, residue of personhood, be confident that that transformation is only another state. Often it's an elevated state. So in the same way that the water um, becomes steam that rises in the air, when we recognize our true nature, we're moving from this idea, this identification as a limited person to awareness itself, which is a substratum of all, which is observing all. So you're trading the lower for the higher (laughs) and you're not going to be compromised. You can still have this experience of the person, but you no longer are controlled for lack of a better word, controlled by all of the different things that happen. You're not living in a state of reactivity. You're living in a state of observation. So you can watch everything come and go, but somehow remain detached from it in the most peaceful, wonderful way. And when you choose to really inhabit the experience, that's your choice too. It's all a matter of recognizing that your experience is a result of where you focus your attention. So I've come a long way. In this, <laughs> this description of the story covered a lot of ground, but hopefully you recognize that from this talk that True emptiness, true cleansing of you know your bowl, and recognizing you know, that when you wash yourself of yourself, and I sort of think of that as like when you wash your wash your you know big S self of your little S self, you know that you still remain like your true self is there. You're only needing to wash yourself of the little less self to recognize it. So these, these sages and saints of of ages before us and these you know, human scales of time <laughs> provided so much beautiful wisdom and guidance. And if we really sit with the stories, especially if we have that modern perspective of what was truly meant for those times there's so much potential for growth and liberation that is held within you know a few short words so I encourage you to really not only sit with those tales but to actually experiment with what I've been saying to really try it to, to recognize for yourself what I'm saying that when you let go of that personal self. there's something that's still there. Know that for yourself and you will be liberated. <laughs> and of course, that is what I wish for you, and that is the true intention behind this this little podcast. and as always, I thank you so much for being here. namaste.